Hello, Spotlight friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today, I have the great honor of speaking with my friend Leah Darrow. She's going to share with us all about personal development, what it is, what it isn't, and her new program, Power Made Perfect, and just about who she is and how we can each bring our unique selves to this world, the gift of ourselves. So I'm really excited to hear her share, and I'm so happy to have you here, Leah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Chanel. I can't wait to chat with you. Yes. Oh my gosh. So you are a speaker, an author, a mother, a wife. Uh, like when do you sleep? You're making programs. It's like, when do you find time to be, to just like go to target? Um, like, because <laughs> you are so busy, my goodness. Well, the benefit I have is that I just moved. One of our our big dreams that Ricky and I had was to move to a large farm and to raise our kid and raise our kids and a lot of land. And so we oh, just wow. did that. So we live very rural and very remote. So trips to Target really aren't a thing anymore. So I have all this extra time of not running around doing errands in the city that kind of kept me busy. And I get to focus a little bit more on my family which in turn gives me more time to focus on the passions and the ideas that God has given me to serve him. Oh, I absolutely love that. And God bless you and your hubby for, you know, really like, I mean, jumping into that kind of life. I, I think a lot of us, especially during the pandemic, a lot of us were like, man, how great would it be to just reframe your life is just like the Lord's creation. I'm sure like trees smell better, like birds sound clearer. It's just must be so nice. And I feel like now for us to get that, and I even live in the suburbs, but for me to experience that, I have to like drive to a zoo. So it must be so nice for your kids and you and your husband to just have like that freedom of existing. That's so awesome. Yeah. It gives a lot of time to reflect and and to really be with the Lord and to let yourself just be in his creation, you know, and to get to know yourself and to be uncomfortable with the silence within yourself. Mm. And so, you know, being living so rural has been such a gift for, for me and all, and my entire family of what it's done for us. And it was one of the dreams that Rick and I really had, you know, about a year before the pandemic, we started really thinking about what do we really want in our life? Like, is this how we really want to live? And if it's not, what do we need to change? Mm. And we took a major personal, professional, financial, everything inventory of our life. And it, we kind of boiled it down to what he and I both really desired for ourselves and for our family and for holiness was to be in an environment that would craft a better response of what we were looking for. And so for mm -hmm. us, that led us to the country and that led us to having space and land. And we wanted to do a little bit of homesteading and farming. And so, you know, not that's not for everybody, but what is for everybody is a chance and a time, regardless of pandemic, you know, inducing it or not, to take that personal inventory. Like, like, are you in a place right now that you are satisfied with in your life? Mm. You know, and, and so depending on what your answer is, if it's no, it's like, okay, so what, if you, if you could imagine a life where you were very content with that, mm. what would that look like? What would it smell like? What would be, what would be your day-to-day -day routine? What do you say to yourself? What do you say to others? How are your relationships? Like take inventory of your life. Because no one's going to want your own, you know, personal growth more than you. Nobody's mm. going to want your dreams more than you. Nobody's going to want 
whatever you want more than you. No one. Mm. Now outside of God, of course, but that's but that's just the case. Like no one's going to go after your dreams more than you. Mm. No one's going to care more than you. Ooh, amen. Yes. And oh man, yes. I used to be enemy number one of personal reflection because you know sometimes when you think about <laughs> you think about things that you need to change or the way that the lord might be prompting you to live differently you know live a life full of intention and like you know and and greatness right as we're all made mm-hmm. for greatness and i used to just I used to inventory my life and be like, oh, I think I'm all right. <laughs> and as we were talking about before we started recording, I just all the time would be like, I think I'm okay. I'm good. I'm okay. I don't really need to do anything different. I'm I'm content-ish, content adjacent. And there's really nothing I need to change. Doing those kind of things are so hard, right? And kind of challenging yourself or allowing yourself to kind of accept ways that you can be better, not just for yourself, right? But for like, the community, the world. It's like, it's so important. So that's such a word. Well, I know that people are listening, Leah, and they're probably Mm -hmm. like, this woman is dropping bombs, dropping words. And I want to know more about her. So if you could share like a few things about yourself, like where are you from? How did you become who you are? Like what, what, what brought you to this place where you are you know, serving the people in the church and outside of the church with ways that they can become them, their best selves. Like, how did you get here? Yeah. So we'll make a very long story as short as we possibly can here. So let's see, I was born and raised Catholic, born and raised on a farm, actually in Oklahoma. Full circle. uh, I love full circle. That's right. (laughs) And God is so good. God is so good. Yeah. So full circle. Now back out the farm, raising my kids. But uh, yeah, so I was born and raised on the farm in Oklahoma and a really, really good upbringing, like very healthy, kind and joyful parents and love Jesus, like daily rosary type of people. And it's not, we weren't, we weren't like me and my brothers and sisters, we're not like the kids of Fatima. So don't get that idea. <laughs> but prayer was really important to my family. And so they made it important. It was very, very clear that prayer was important because we did pray every, every day, every evening together as a family. But throughout life, I made my own decisions, especially in high school and college. And I just began to fall really far away from the faith. And when I say fall away from the faith, really what I'm meaning here very quickly is that I just started engaging in sin. And I had I had not really understood the deep mysteries of mercy. Mm. And so, so shame, you know, shame and guilt, just, man, those were... Those are the forces that navigated my life. Mm. Shame, fear, guilt. Like I'm like that ship has sailed. Like I'm not that girl anymore. I'm not a good girl. I've made so many mistakes. No guy's ever going to love me and want me. And mm. that just put me on a trajectory of just pulling away from the church only because I didn't feel like I fit in. And it's not that I didn't believe in God or I lost faith in him. I just lost faith in me. Hmm. And so what was interesting is that the world had something to say to me at that point. And so the world had a voice and it was really speaking like, you're fine. This is no big deal that you do this or that, or how this is how you deal with your relationships, or this is what you believe, or this is how you think, or you're fine. You should do anything you want whenever you want it. 
and go for it. And it's your life, your body, your choice, just go for it. And I listened because that was the voice that was telling me that it was all going to be okay. And that brought me to being on America's Next Top Model. I got into fashion and modeling. I was on that TV show in New York. I was eliminated from that TV show and stayed in New York modeling full-time as a professional model. And it was really in the middle of all of that where I just had a big come to Jesus moment. Very, very big come to Jesus moment. Um, I walked out of a photo shoot just thinking like, this cannot be my life. Mm. Like I cannot... (laughs) Like this can't be the thing that I do that I'm known for is some girl who just takes pictures and some girl who takes pictures that promotes a certain standard of beauty for women that is literally unattainable because I don't even look like my picture after it's been photoshopped. And then also like, I'm like, I'm, I'm partaking in this terrible message to women. I'm also partaking in this horrible, you know, world of, in a sense, just objectification for men. And it just, it was just a mess. And I was just, it kind of just hit me in the middle of this photo shoot where I was just like, this sucks. This life is not how I want to live. My relationships, oh, Chanel, they were terrible. What I was doing on the weekend, oh, the worst. Mm. And here I am all of a sudden getting some type of moral backbone in the middle of the photo shoot, just being like, I can't do this anymore. Ooh, and I oh, bet I, they were like, what? Yeah, they're like, <laughs> like you're, 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 you're like the worst of us. You're like, you're like the team captain of like <laughs> on your way to hell. Like and mm-hmm. you're all of a sudden gonna stop. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Mm. I walk out and I don't share this often, but I think it's important to talk about this. So I had this brave moment and I walked out of this photo shoot. And if you know my story, you know, what's going to happen next, but more than likely, you don't know this next piece. And this next piece is that I actually went home and I began thinking about what I had just done. Mm. I just left my career. Like I walked out, I, I burned the bridges, friends. I said things very loudly, like it was over and done. I was never going to work there. The photographers were telling me, trust me, you will never work here again. It was over. And I was wow. thinking about everything. I was thinking about the fact that I had almost no money. I had spent every penny on everything frivolous in my life. I was really, really bad with my finances and all my relationships were absolute crap. And so I'm just sitting in my room and I was thinking about everything that I had done, everything that I had done from like high school on to that, to this very point. And, and I thought about all the people, like all the people that I had hurt, mm. all the people that I had brought with me into sin, like deep, dark sin. Hmm. And of course, you know, if you're spiritually aware enough, you can see that this is not the workings of the Holy Spirit. This is the workings of the evil spirit. This is the workings of evil when it is comes upon you and these reminders of how terrible you are and your sins and how horrible you are. Because it had been about 10 years since I had practiced my faith. I just went with it. And it was then at that moment that I decided I was going to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. And so I actually got everything ready and I was ready Mm -hmm. to just end my life. I was done. I just thought there's no way that I could do anything good in this world. I've just done bad. I've Mm -hmm. done everything bad and I don't want to do anything bad again. And maybe the best thing that I could do for the world is just to make sure that I don't do anything bad again. 
Mm. And that was the thought. And that was my plan. It's really wonderful when we have a plan, but you also have to recognize that God has a plan too. Oh, and when they, when they don't match, it's a really good thing, actually. Yeah. And my plan to end my life was not the same plan that God had. God had a different plan. Mm-hmm. And he had a plan that was to save me. And he did. He did in that very moment. He saved me. I did not go through with that. I ended up getting up and I called my dad and I said, if you don't come and get me, I'm going to lose my soul. Mm. And my dad drove over 2000 miles and he came and he picked me up. And, you know, that's, that's, you know, it's a little bit longer of a story, but I think it's important as, as we continue our conversation to know that things aren't always easy. Things can be real, real hard. Things can be so dark where you feel like there's no hope and there's no dreams left and there's no plan for you and you have nothing less left to do or to give or to serve and you just feel like you can never get it right yeah. and trust me i i i know that i i lived it but god has a different plan for us he has a plan of hope and love and mercy and so praise be to jesus christ i decided to go with jesus's plan instead of my own that that day and it's brought me to sharing my story to i mean I don't even know how many people at this point now, it's been over 14 years that I've been sharing my witness story and in sharing my witness story and sharing my story and sharing other things that I'm passionate about. It just kind of morphed very quickly. Like, you know, I'm the oldest of six kids. I don't know if I was, I think I was just destined to be a coach and to tell people, you know, what to do is what my, my brothers and sisters would say, (laughs) but I would be on stage and I would be, you know, you know, evangelizing and talking about the gospel and talking about the hope in Christ. But then I would kind of get down to the nitty gritty. And I would talk about like actual tools and skills that we need in our life, that we need to get our life in order before we think that we can just plop down and have some hour of adoration. Like there are so many people who I think have been, have been given so much spiritual formation, but Mm -hmm. zero human formation. Oh, okay. Yes. That's a word. That's a word. I would love for you to share more about what that distinction is, because I think a lot of people, you know, have spiritual directors, they have deep spiritual formation, they go to mass every day, they whatever, and, and they feel like something is missing, right? They feel like Mm -hmm. something's missing. They feel like they're not living a real life, right? Or they get caught up so much in the drudgery. Some of my friends shared, like just in the mundane kind of routine there's no life in that. And they feel like they're not a person. So I would love for you to share more about that. Yeah. So sometimes in spiritual formation, what, what, what can happen, not always, but what can happen is that you end up becoming this anonymous being, mm. right? You know, you, you might have a spiritual director or maybe you don't, and but you are doing all the spiritual things, right? And I think, you know, there's, there's so many pieces here I could speak to, but, but the, but the important piece is that you can be told how to pray. You can be told what to pray. You can actually do all of those things and you can show up to all of those places and all of those churches and you can do all the things. But if you're not right in your head, if you don't have the right mindset going into your life and into your prayer, then you've already lost the battle. Mm. And so mindset is so important. It's not just one thing. 
but our, in our belief systems, I go over this a lot in my program. We have, we have so many different sessions on different topics because it's so needed. And in fact, my program has it split up to where I, I go into the, the first half is called restoration. And then the second half is called resurrection. And so human formation is something we need in conjunction with spiritual formation, but we also need it rooted in faith in scripture. Mm. It's so important because if the problem with human formation and personal development, if you want to use that word to kind of, they kind of, they go back and forth and often interchange from with one another, but personal development, human formation, oftentimes it starts with the self works on the self and ends with the self. Mm. Well, people of faith know that there is a massive piece missing to that puzzle. All right. Which is Christ Jesus. Like there is no transformation without Christ Jesus. And so it seems a little funny that if I'm my problem, I'm going to somehow fix my problem when I'm going to come out the same person with my problem or not with my problem. <laughs> Ooh, when you say it like that, it sounds silly. <laughs> <laughs> right? It definitely sounds silly because you're like, I definitely have a problem that I will fix. And in the end, I may or may not be different. My fingers crossed. Yes. Right. And I'm the one with the problem. So somehow I'm going to be able to look outside myself and see all my problems, fix all my problems. Oof. And then I'll be, I mean, when you say it like that, it, you're starting to realize that doesn't make sense. Mm. But when you bring in Christ into human formation, when into personal development, that's when the wheels start moving. So, so many times we have, and I saw this so much, I mean, over the years of 14 years of speaking on stages and then talking to thousands of people after my talks, literally thousands I would receive and they would talk to me. Mm. And every time what I was really hearing is, I know I should forgive myself, but I still hate myself. Or it's something like, I just can't seem to get my routine down. Like I, I know that my, my spirit director wants me to do this and this, and I just, I can't seem to do it. I don't, and there's just, there's no human formation. It's like that piece was just missing. It's just like not present. And so, you know, that's part of my mission is to help fill this need that our world and our church needs, which is personal development with Christ, you know, human formation with Jesus at the center of it. So that we're taking a look at all of this with the Lord and we actually employ Jesus model. And the Jesus model is a three-part model of awareness, renewal, and mission. Mm. The Christ with the Holy Spirit, he helps us become aware of ourself, not just our sins, but also like but our weaknesses, our, our blind spots, and even our, our strengths, our passions, like, you know, or what, what he has put there in the very beginning, like have a deeper awareness of who I am. Do I know who I am? And then from there, kind of moving into that second part, which is really conversion, renewal. And renewal is that, that ability to look at what's going on of what you've just seen in awareness and to realize I need, I need to tweak this. I need something mm. different. And then mission is where we actually, you know, take action. We are taking hard action. We have deadlines. We have goals. We're putting it into practice. But you know, I mean, going back, I mean, it's just, it's so, I see this constantly. I mean, I get this, I get messages like this in my DMs all the time on social media. It's, I know this prayer or people will ask me like, do you, I'm having this problem. And do you know if there's a certain novena I should, I, I should pray. Oh, and I'm just mm. thinking, wow, like what if the problem wasn't a novena? What if 
The problem is maybe let's take a look at your daily routine. Oof. Let's take a look at like uh, the language you're using in your life, right? Let's take a look at your belief systems. Let's take a look at reality versus your expectations and different relationships maybe in your life. Mm. And, and so I think what happens in spiritual formation to kind of make full circle is that sometimes what happens is that if we do spiritual formation without any type of human formation, it becomes really legalistic. So it's just, and that's not where Christ wants us. It's not where Christ wants us. And it's, it's Christ is a mystery. We, we have to remember that Christ isn't someone that we, God isn't someone that we can just pin down and be like, yep, I know it. And I know exactly how to get to him every step of the way. Mm. God is so much bigger than, than us. He's so much bigger than logic. He's so much bigger than all of that. And so we kind of have to get out of that legalistic thinking and kind of allow God to be the mystery that he is and allow him to work in us. And also for us to take responsibility over our life that he has given us, he's given us free will and he's given us an intellect to govern ourselves. And through his power, we can really create something beautiful. Amen. Leah, thank you so much for sharing a word. Thank you so much for sharing such a challenging part of your life. And I mean, and what a gift, because through your sharing, I'm sure there's someone that is listening that really feels like the Lord can't redeem them, right? And the Mm -hmm. Lord can't reach into that messy part of their life. So thank you so much for being willing to share. You know, I had a question kind of fleshed out for you, but as you were talking, I would love to, to know what would younger Leah say to older Leah for the, to honor self-reflection. What do you think younger Leah would say to older Leah now? I I think about me and I think like 15 year old Chanel would probably, who was like a staunch atheist would probably be shocked that I'm like doing Catholic things. I enjoy praying. I go to mass. It's like, I would probably be disgusted with myself. High school Chanel would think I'm so lame, but older Chanel would probably tell younger Chanel it is all worth it. It is all worth it because I'm telling you, baby, the life that you wanted is so small and there are so much better things if you just, if you just put your hope in God and not in all these other things. So I know that's what I think about for me, but I would love to hear for you. Like, what do you, what would you tell your younger self? I mean, you've been through so much and now you're on the farm with your family and you're doing, you know, what the Lord's put on your heart. And it must feel so good to just be in this place of like, you're, you're living in a way that is, you know, divinely ordained, right. And you're following Mm -hmm. what the Lord has for you. So I'd love to hear what you would share with your younger self. Okay. So what my younger self would share with me or Ooh, what I, would I would love, you know what, can you share both? What would your yeah. younger self, what do you think your younger self would think about you right now? And then what yeah. do you think you would tell to your younger self? Yeah, I think um, my younger self would say to me now, I knew it. Oof, I knew it. Like I knew, I knew that there was something deep within me that was ready to burst. And I, I just, I, I knew I was, I knew I was good. I knew mm. I was made for good. I think I just, that immediately came to me. I think I, I would see myself and I can see her just saying, I knew it. Mm. I knew it. And I was, I was bullied in grade school really terribly for a very long time from about first grade to, Ooh, 
definitely throughout high school, but through first grade through eighth grade, it was a very intense process. Mm -hmm. And I was bullied by a girl. And so I was constantly beat down. I was constantly told I was never, I was like a part of the group, but never a part of the group. Every day was like, do you fit in or do you not fit in? Every day I was made fun of because my clothes weren't as good as everybody else's and a million different things. They all really speak to the other person more than they obviously speak to me as it, Mm. as it often goes with bullies. And so, but there was always, even when I was being bullied, even when, even when I just felt so incredibly unseen, I knew there was something good in me. I didn't know how to achieve it or reach for it or, or to, to, you know, make it come to fruition. But I, I knew, I knew that there was something more in me to give and to serve. I had to figure that out of what that was. So that's what I think my younger self would say to me now is I knew it. And then I would say to my younger self, very right in, in, in true Leah fashion, I would just look to her, you know, give her a big hug. And I would just shake her shoulders and be like, you're going to make it. Oof. You're going to make it keep going. Just, you're going to make it. Hmm. And, you know, I think honestly, that's, that's my biggest pep talk that I give everybody. And I, it's not really what people want to hear because people want to hear that their pain is justified. People want to live out the villain character in their life. They don't want to be the hero in their life. They want to be the villain. They want to be the villain. And what's so interesting about the hero and the villain is that they have the exact same backstory, exact same backstory. They both came from difficult upbringings. They both had something terrible happen. They were usually abandoned or at least physically or emotionally abandoned. Something something happened to them, that hero and that villain. The difference is how they responded. Mm. The hero decided because they had been so mistreated that nobody else in the world, that they didn't want anybody else in the world to be treated like that. So they were going to fight for justice to make sure that no one else could hurt like they hurt. And the villain looks back on their life and they see all the pain and the discomfort and the abandonment. And they say, do you see how much I hurt? I'm going to make sure everybody knows how much I hurt. And I'm going to make sure that you hurt as well. And so, you know, my little pep talk of you're going to make it, it's, it's not for the villain. You have to, you know, we all have to take responsibility in our life. We have to figure out like, is this the life you want? Is this the life God has called you to? Is this really where he has, where he wants you to land? And if it's not, start thinking about how good it's going to feel if you began to make those small changes. What would that be like? Because you are going to make it. You are going to make it with the Lord. Christ has a more eloquent way to say this in the gospels, but my way is you're going to make it. You are going to make it. And Christ has a plan for us to do that. Thank you so much. That is such a word. I literally, I'm like, let me get up and go run or something. I'm like, (laughs) like, let me go run. I need to go and eat some granola. I need to change my life. But that is amazing. Thank you. So you are, I mean, I really think I believe and I, I've been really trying to be intentional about sharing like what the Lord puts on my heart. And I really feel like you have such a gift, such, such an anointed gift to share encouragement and to be like a sister with all of us in that. And I think that's what the world needs, right? The world needs a word and it needs someone that can respond to that prompting of encouragement because we don't have any encouragement 
it sounds, it seems like the world is just sad. And so it just for someone that's like, you're going to be okay. You're going to make it. I mean, that is, it sounds so simple yeah. and silly, but people just need to hear like, you're going to make it. <laughs> there is you're gonna hope, make it. Mm-hmm. right? Like it there is, is yeah. hope in the Lord and like, you will make it and all will be well, maybe not today or tomorrow, but like it will be, and you will be, you will make it. That is such a word. Thank you so much. And where can we find more information about what you're doing and where can we follow you and kind of learn more about your program and everything? Yeah, absolutely. So very easy. You can find me on social media. I'm all there. Leah Darrow. I spend a lot of time on Instagram in terms of social stuff. So you can probably hop on there to find the most up-to-date. And then you have my what website, which is just leahdarrow.com. And there you'll be able to find my new program, which is called Power Made Perfect. It's from 2 Corinthians 12, 9, where Jesus says himself, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. So we call upon the power of Christ to change us. We call upon the power of Christ to do his good work. And then we take responsibility to do the work with him. And so that is our, my new Christocentric personal development program that I have available and it'll be opening up very, very soon. So yeah, stay, stay tuned for that. Mm, I can't wait. And thank you so much again. At the end of every episode, we mm-hmm. have each guest share something that gives them hope. So something maybe currently that is giving you hope or something in the future that you're like, man, that is really going to give me hope in a couple of days, in a week, in a month. So if you need time to think about it, um, I can go first. Or if you're ready, you can go. How are you feeling? You go first. I'm going to think a little bit. Okay. Something that gives me hope. Well, I have been seeing a therapist for about six years, which has been great. I would say she's my really good friend. She would say she is not professionally, but it's been great seeing a therapist. I love it. And recently my mom has started seeing a therapist and my sisters and I meet every week and we're reading a book on boundaries together. And we've just been really trying to connect with each other and ourselves about how we can honor ourselves and how we can live in a way that's not just regular, kind of like you were saying before we started recording in a way that's not just I'm okay, but in a way that's magnificent, right? We're just living our lives in a way that's powerful and beautiful. And so I'm just really, I really have hope that we're all going to continue to live that way and encourage each other to live in that way and to not go back to being, you know, just normal (laughs) because all of us have such gifts and, you know, it's just so great to be able to like figure those things out. And it's crazy. Once you start figuring those things out, it's almost like, I can't even remember why my life was the way it was. And you just don't want to go back there. So it's just... I'm really hopeful that we can continue this like good path with each other all through encouragement, you know, which is also a gift. So how about you? Yeah, I I think, you know, something that's given me a lot of hope is actually a a good friend of mine who will remain nameless right now, but uh, her and I are both in a mastermind together. Mm. And we've just decided to create this mastermind to help us in our own professional work and our personal lives. And so we carve out about an hour every week where we sit and talk to one another and we help each other out. And it's genuine sisterhood. It's genuine help. It's no competition. It is pushing. She pushes me to be a better person and she wants me to be a better person. Like she Mm -hmm. wants me to win. I want the same for her. And it's been so life-giving, so life-giving 
because you know, you know, it's, that's just, it's not, those aren't always out there, those types of friendships and gosh, I mean, you know, you'd think after maybe high school, we'd be over it. Like, Mm. like, isn't the petty stuff done? Like after you graduate, like, isn't there like a, isn't there like a social pack that everybody makes? Like, we're not going to be jerks anymore. Oh girl. I wish (laughs) you get older and you're like, why are you like this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. And I, I still get really shocked when it happens as an adult where I'm like, what, how is this happening still? Are we Mm. still doing this? Is this how we're really acting? And Mm. so not wanting to focus on that, but being very aware that that still goes on in the world. I am so thankful and grateful and hopeful for this great friendship I have in someone who wants me and pushes me to be better. And I'm doing the same for her. And it's just so life-giving and reciprocal. It's just really, really beautiful. And I'm just so thankful for that. I'm so incredibly hopeful about what this type of encouragement in this relationship is actually going to do in making me a better wife and mama and servant. And I just, you know, that right there, I think is just, I'm really excited to see what the benefit will be in the next, you know, six months or a year after having somebody in my life that really is not just a cheerleader, but is also going to be keeping me in, in alignment with my own values and beliefs. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm hopeful about. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And you know, and I know that everyone listening and myself, we will all be praying for you and for the mission that the Lord's put on your heart. Thank you again for responding to that. I'm so excited to see where this goes. I think it's really important. Like I was sharing with you before we started recording, like there are so many resources, but Mm -hmm. to have like a Christ-centered resource is far few and in between. And I think it's what the world needs. I can't motivate myself anymore. I can't, I can't manifest anything for myself. I'm so tired. (laughs) We're all exhausted. So I think it's just so wonderful to be like, okay, like I can't motivate myself, but I was never supposed to. So it's just such a wonderful thing. And I'm so excited for it. And we're so grateful that you could be with us on this podcast. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Yes. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much for listening and thank you so much to Leah for being our guest. Make sure to check out Power Made Perfect at leahdarrow.com. Thank you so much, Leah, for sharing your story. And I'm looking forward to sharing my conversion story with you all in a few weeks. Thank you so much for listening and I'm looking forward to talking to y'all soon. God bless. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.